0: Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, July 27, 2016 and this is the ride. Hop on in, hop on in, we're ready to go, we're ready to go. It's time for our daily ride. For those who don't know, I do this just about every day and if You are new to the program. You should check out some of the past episodes. I believe I'm at a whopping 170-ish episodes. And I can guarantee you that there are at least 30 in that count that will blow your socks off. The rest of them are great. So check them out. Search for Rusty James The Ride on iTunes. Or, if you're listening to this right now, you can find all of them. You're probably on SoundCloud right now is my guess. But whatever, make it a habit. They're only like 20-some minutes long. And I'll tell you what, I listen to them sometimes for encouragement. To be honest, I sometimes wonder, who is this dude? Because... Uh, I really feel like the Lord gives me some stuff that I really hadn't thought of, you know? I believe it's good. So this morning I'm leaving the house, and I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about, and I asked my wife, hey, what is it that you want from the Lord today? What is it that you're looking for? And of course, she she just woke up, she's like, dude, man, I haven't even had my java, so I'm like okay cool. And then as I'm kind of thinking about what I think she would want to hear from the Lord, I think the Lord reminds me of what she and I need, which is better understanding of the path, our path, our unique individual path. Are you this way? Are you in a place in your life where you don't know what the next step is? Perfect. Because God does. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, let's start with a prayer real quick. Lord God, bless this time, this little bit of time that we have together on the ride. I ask that your wisdom would flow here. And that it's not solely my thought process, but it's yours in our conversation. Lord, help us to see things that maybe we never saw before. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was looking up some scripture verses on destiny. And there was one that I thought maybe we should touch on. I want to read a little bit of the scriptures around that to give us some context. Always a good thing to do, right? So I'm getting there right now. The NIV. Romans 8. And we'll start... Let's start in verse 18, alright? Romans 8, 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. God's glory is going to be revealed in you. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Well, I don't want to leave people guessing, and I want them to know right now. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. Hmm. I have to dig into that one sometime. I'm not sure we'll do that today. In hope that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God 22 we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time not only so but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit that's a good thing we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption into sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Okay, so I think this is about looking forward to our final destiny, as in our heavenly destiny, destination. Because that's where our bodies will be redeemed. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, We wait for it patiently. Okay, so he's talking about our future, our heavenly future, I guess. But I'm also going to take that to mean there are certain things that we're hoping for. And we don't see it yet. And so, just like we're waiting for the heavenly life, we are to wait for it patiently. Even things on this planet. Our destiny on this planet. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. You know, you know that we can pray in such a way that we are completely within the will of God. And that's letting the Spirit within us pray, and we are agreeing with the Spirit. That's praying in the Spirit. And we know that all things, verse 28, And we know that all things God works for the good of those who love Him. Who have been called according to his purpose. For God foreknew... Let's back up a minute. For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Do you love God today? How do you show love to someone? I'll leave that for you to think about. Can I tell you something? You're loving God if you are loving His creation. You know, if I have a daughter and a young man wants to court her, he's going to show me love by loving my daughter. And, you know, when I say loving my daughter, I mean a healthy love, a sacrificial love. And by him loving her unconditionally. He shows me love. Okay, so let's take it, flip it. I'm loving God when I love his creation. My wife is his creation. I am to love my wife. I am to give myself up for her sacrificially, loving her unconditionally, like Christ loves me. So let me ask again. Are you loving God? How is your love toward others are you prone to selfishness could be a hindrance to your loving the father if you say you know i love god but these people man they're just nuts well you know what god loves people that are nuts and you know what you might be one of the nuts you never know (laughs) you might be the one that's the nuttiest Maybe it's your vantage point looking at all of creation about you and your mindset's kind of kinked in the wrong direction. Loving God means loving and caring for his creation. So husbands, love your wives. Can I ask you a deep, deep question? Are you loving your wife if you are engaging in behaviors that are adulterous? I would dare say that you are not loving your wife unconditionally. Many hearing my voice right now know what I'm talking about. And I want to tell you that there is freedom from bondage to pornography. Man, I didn't even think I'd be going there today. But there is a freedom from bondage. God sets you free. And you are free indeed. Sometimes we need to rest in the knowledge that we are not a lost cause. God is aware of all the temptations familiar to man. He is aware of them all. He was a man. In fact, that's why, I believe, God sent his son, Christ, to earth to be a man, to be our substitute, to pay for sin. It's so that he would understand what we're going through. But better yet, so that we would know that God understands what we go through. I fully believe that God understands the whole problem with porn. And he does say that there's a freedom there. There's a freedom from that, rather. That's encouragement. That encourages us all that we do not have to give in to that. We can rest in the Lord. And you know, part of it is, remember what I said earlier about praying in the Spirit? Where the Spirit is praying, the Spirit knows the will of God. And we agree with the Spirit in prayer. Sometimes we don't have to say a word. We're asking the Lord to help our mind conform to the will of God. The will of God is not for us to be in bondage and to be slaves... To a habit that really can be destructive in a marriage. And like I said, are we loving God? If we are, we're loving His creation. That means we're loving our wives unconditionally. So if I go back to that scripture a minute, it says on verse 28 in Romans 8, and we know that in all things God works for the good those who love him. So let's make sure that our love toward the Father is pure and unadulterated. How's that for a perfect word? Our love for the Father is unadulterated. You know, I grew up with that problem issue in my life. And I could still convince myself that, you know, my relationship to God was just fine. It's just my relationship to others was messed over. But I would feel like, you know, everything was good between me and God, but I was being self-deceived. It'd be like that example I used earlier, the young man who's wanting to court my daughter. You know, I love my daughter with a fierce father love, and that's how God is with us. And if this young man is engaging in chasing all the girls around and he's also chasing my daughter around but he is always showing me respect as though I don't know he's chasing all these other girls around isn't that kind of living double minded he's being double minded and his steps are unstable that's what the bible says and he's Con- he's uh, convincing himself that he's making it good with this girl's father when I know better. And he's not showing me love. God is saying to us that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Let's make sure that we're loving the father in this unadulterated way. If we're doing that, this next part of the scripture I think will fall right into place which says who have been called according to his purpose. If you're truly loving the Father and there's not anything blocking that, he has a call on every one of us. I've said this over and over. We all have a calling. And when we when there's nothing blocking our love for the Father, I think that we can hear the Father better. I think we can. I, I'm sure there's scriptures there. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but we're able to follow the Spirit's call and the Spirit's leading in our life way better. There's another. So, so that helps us get to where we need to be. This destiny that I'm talking about. This thing that right now I don't fully know where I'm headed. But I do know that if I am keeping my relationship with God pure, and though, and you know, the relationships I have with people around me pure, I'll be able to hear the Spirit better, and He'll be able to direct my steps all the more better. All the more better, for you grammar people out there. There's another scripture I wanted to touch on, which is in Proverbs. Proverbs. Which is just, you know, another confirmation of what I just said out of Romans. Very simple verse. It says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. That's what I'm looking for. My plans, they need to be established. It's kind of like... When I see that word established, I think of foundations. You know, I work in engineering and I work with people who are structural engineers. If you don't have a firm solid foundation, you're going to have some problems. We did some work for this uh, electric generation company and gas compression company. And there's these big compressors these engines on these things are ridiculous if you've ever seen like a v12 engine in a truck you know how big those are compared to other other car engines now this is i don't know how many uh compression chambers there are i don't know maybe 36 but it's just massive and they're loud and they're just super duper heavy well you have to have the proper foundation. You can't put a four-inch slab of concrete underneath, underneath that thing and expect that to be all you need. I mean, that's what you might find on a highway, maybe six or eight inches for, for highway traffic. Even if you did that, the vibration from this thing is just going to tear it apart. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe the, the concrete used for some of these things was 12 feet thick. That's like a boulder from a mountain. (laughs) It's just massive. And that speaks to the unshakable quality of it. It has dampening. God is your foundation. No matter what is shaking you up today, He's big enough to absorb that shock. But you need to be standing on that rock. So as we complete our day today, this has been a quick one, just remember this, stay in the word, live in peace, and pray for those who persecute you, and know that the plans that God has for your life are very good plans, and if you don't know what the plans are for your life, or you don't know what your tomorrow holds, it's okay. We have hope, you know, I want hope in my life, so there's things that I don't know, and If I don't know them, then I've got to rely on hope. And I'm trusting in the Lord that as I live according to the Spirit, as I love God in a proper way, as I love those around me in a proper way, and even the world around me, those people I don't even know, if I treat them right and love them like God loves them, even though they might be not the kind of people I would typically hang with, that's okay. People are weird, but God loves them all, including you. So if we do that, the Word of God says that He's going to establish our plans. He's going to bring us to where we need to be. And God will cause all things to work together for our good. So rest in that today, okay? I'm sure there's things I touched on. You know, your thing might not be that issue I brought up, but it might be other issues, that maybe a selfishness or a pride or or anger issues. Whatever it happens to be, whatever is causing you to have... An improper relationship to those around you it can cause you to have an improper relationship to God Almighty. We want to make sure that we're living pure, okay? I believe that we can all get there. I do. I believe we can get there. If we blow it, so what? We stand up, dust off, and keep on going. I believe that God honors that when we stand up again. So if you feel like you're down and out right now, I want you to stand up and dust off and walk on and repeat if necessary, okay? And I will see you on the flip.